Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Today on Recode Daily, we're going to be sharing an excerpt from the Recode podcast, Land of the Giants, the Google Empire. We mentioned the show a few weeks back when the first episode dropped, but we want to give you a more substantial look at the show. So we have an episode today about the fight between Google and Apple. If you haven't listened to that first episode, go ahead and do that now before jumping into the whole show. Okay, so we all know about the fight between iOS and Android. But back before Apple and Google became enemies in this fight for the mobile phone, they were actually friends. Google CEO Eric Schmidt even sat on Apple's board while they were developing the iPhone. And you'd think that Apple would have expected serious competition from Google, but that's not exactly what happened. Fred Vogelstein, who wrote the book on the war between Apple and Google, said that Apple CEO Steve Jobs knew that Google was working on Android, but he didn't take it seriously until it was too late. Here's Shereen Ghaffari, Recode reporter and a host of this season of Land of the Giants. They're rivals now, but back in 2006, Apple and Google were friends. Sergey Brin and Larry Page considered Steve Jobs a mentor. And this is where Schmidt's big role comes in. Eric Schmidt, the CEO of Google, sat on... Apple's board of directors. In August 2006, about a year after Google bought Android, Schmidt joined Apple's board. He was even on stage when Jobs unveiled the iPhone in 2007. And what a scene it was. Jobs gives Schmidt an incredibly warm welcome. Now, you can't can't really think about the internet, of course, without thinking about Google, right? And for Google... What we have on our phone, working with them, is of course Google Search. We have that built right into the browser. And Google Maps. We've been working very closely with them to make this all happen. We're thrilled with the results. And it's my pleasure now to introduce Dr. Eric Schmidt, Google's CEO. At this point, Schmidt literally jogs onto the wide open stage, meeting Jobs for a celebratory handshake. Congratulations, Steve. What an incredible job. Jobs is, of course, wearing his iconic black turtleneck and jeans, which makes Schmidt really stand out in his bright blue shirt and even brighter orange tie. Jobs retreats to the side of the stage, and Schmidt, grinning, starts to talk up the Google-Apple relationship. So, Steve... uh... You know, I, I've had the privilege of joining, joining the board, and there's a lot of relationships between the boards. And I thought, uh, you know, if we just sort of merge the companies, we could call them Apple Goo. Um, but I'm not a marketing guy. Yep, the iPhone was launched with dad jokes. What I like about this new device and the new architecture of the Internet is that you can actually merge without merging. Schmidt said Google and Apple had similar cultures. Both were innovative and fun. They also had their own strengths, right? I mean, Apple was a genius at marketing and sleek hardware design. 
Google didn't believe in marketing and wasn't very good at it. It focused on software, not hardware. There's no hint of competition. Actually, it seems like what both Schmidt and Jobs were saying is Google and Apple complement each other. Steve, my congratulations to you, and this product is going to be hot. Thanks. As a board member, you'll get one of the first ones. <laughs> Andy Rubin watched Jobs unveil the iPhone from a cab in Las Vegas, and he was less than enthusiastic. This is a key moment Vogelstein wrote about in his book. The entire Android team was incredibly deflated because they all looked at what Jobs announced and everybody on the team understood that they were going to have to start over. Because the Android team had been building a very different phone. Andy Rubin thought back then that consumers didn't really care about what their phones looked like. They just wanted them to work better and have super sophisticated software. And the thing that they were working on, which at that point was called the Sooner phone, was pretty sophisticated, but it was really ugly and it didn't have a touchscreen. The iPhone set a high standard for aesthetics, for cool factor. It was sexy. It had that touchscreen. Android couldn't compete if it debuted with something ugly. So back to the drawing board. The team adjusted its plans for Android during the next few months. By the end of the summer in 2007, Word trickled out that Google had something big in the works. The tech media was abuzz with rumors of a new Google phone and mobile operating system. Jobs noticed that buzz, and this time he was pissed. There was a Gawker story that had Jobs calling Schmidt at Burning Man of all places. You know, the week-long utopian event popular with techies that happens in Nevada? Reportedly, Jobs went off on Schmidt over Google's smartphone plans, right there as Schmidt stood in the middle of the desert. This marked the unofficial beginning of the war between Google and Apple. Once friends, now foes. Yes, but Schmidt still stayed on Apple's board. He said he would leave the room whenever Apple discussed the iPhone, which must have meant that he left a lot. Even harder to fathom, Schmidt was still on Apple's board in November 2007 when Google announced Android. Hi, welcome to Mountain View, California. I'm speaking here at Google's headquarters. And I'd like to tell you about something I'm really excited about. It's called Android. That's Sergey Brin in a video announcing Android to software developers. His voice is booming with excitement, right? Unlike the iPhone, Android was not actually a phone. It was an operating system, a mobile OS. The idea was Google would partner with hardware companies and let them install the Android software on their phones. The first phone running on Android was made by HTC, and it came out in 2008. And it was not impressive. I spoke with Walt Mossberg, who was the Wall Street Journal's tech reviewer at the time, and later co-founder of Recode. It had a big chin on one end because that's where they had to put a lot of the guts of the phone. It had a slide-out keyboard. And it was just awkward to use. Definitely not as sleek as the iPhone. Actually, it kind of looked like the sidekick. It was caught in the past. Which is maybe why, through its release... Eric Schmidt was still on Apple's board of directors. It takes yet another phone to break that bond. The HTC T-Mobile MyTouch 3G came out in July 2009. No more janky slide-out keyboard. This one had a touchscreen and was smaller, lighter. It looked much closer to the iPhone. The first line of Wired's review for it is, hey, this Android thing may take off after all. A month after that phone's release, Schmidt resigned from the Apple board of directors. But that resignation was a separation. 
just a prelude to the divorce. And then in January 2010 came the infamous HTC Nexus One. Jobs went crazy. He just went crazy. He felt like he'd been stabbed in the back. The HTC Nexus One felt too close to the iPhone. It had advanced touchscreen technology and some other features Jobs considered stolen from Apple, like using finger gestures to pinch and zoom the screen. I mean, you know, think about it. If you're Steve Jobs, you're all of a sudden going, holy shit, the CEO of Google has been sitting on my board and now he's actually built something that competes with me and looks like he's completely ripped off what I've done. Has he been taking corporate secrets and funneling them to his Android team? Soon after the release of the Nexus One, Jobs held a town hall at Apple and railed on Google. Wired published some key quotes recalled by employees who chose to stay anonymous. Reportedly, Jobs said, make no mistake, they want to kill the iPhone. We won't let them. And this don't be evil mantra, it's bullshit. Jobs had a knack for seeing the future. And maybe he saw a future where Google dominated even before Google did. Fred Vogelstein and Walt Mossberg remember just how angry this made him. Jobs basically forced a meeting with Andy Rubin and Schmidt and Larry and Sergey and took Google's phone and said, you're going to take this technology out. You're going to take this technology out. You're going to take this technology out. Otherwise, I'm going to bury you. I remember a phone conversation with him where he said to me, this is war. This all happened a year before Jobs died. He was battling pancreatic cancer, but he was still keeping up the fight with Google over Android. In 2010, he told his biographer, Walter Isaacson, quote, I will spend my last dying breath if I need to, and I will spend every penny of Apple's 40 billion in the bank to right this wrong. I'm going to destroy Android because it's a stolen product. I'm willing to go thermonuclear war on this. 